Welcome to the All Things Real podcast. We are your hosts, JP Hunt and Jennifer McPherson. We are a husband and wife real estate team here to chat about all things real. Real life, real estate, relationships, Mm -hmm. and more. You name it, we might talk about it. Not much will be off the table. Join us on this not always perfect journey through navigating life as a team, both professionally and personally. Hi, Jennifer. Oh, we're on the podcast. Okay, welcome. I counted you down. Welcome everybody back to our podcast. Uh, I, you know, it's been so long. I kind of forget what it's called. All things real. Yeah. Real. Of course. Yeah. I, mean, I guess even I could, remember that. I guess we could call this the summer edition. It's not. Well, it's two days till the first day of summer. That so, we're recording this. It might take yeah. me two days to edit it. So then, okay. Well then summer edition. So we apologize. We've been, uh, a little bit lacking in the busy. podcast department, I guess. Yeah. We've been Everyone kind says of busy, but we've been we, busy working. We have been, but still, it's lacking. Yeah, so we apologize. But we're back on for it. For any of you who missed, may have missed us. <laughs> All three of you. I we have two hundred and fifty downloads. Oh, downloads. Hmm. I think I don't know. I feel like that's a big deal for us. In any, it event. is a big deal for us. You're right. In any, okay, event, well, it's a big deal. <laughs> do we have a Yeti sponsor yet? That was yeah. your job to figure that out. No. Okay, well, one day. Uh, so today, okay. I think we're going to talk about the market has changed. Well, yeah, it's it's pockety, which means like different pockets have different things. I'm seeing it changed a lot um, since I guess January, February, March. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's more it's it's been more active since then. We had a, definitely an upswing in everything in once the snow melted and things got a little bit and everyone thought Bank of Canada was pausing and all that kind of stuff. And then it's, well, we had the interest rate hike a couple of weeks ago for at least for Bank of Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that maybe took a little bit of steam out of the market, but it's always a little bit tough to tell because we are getting the end of June. So kids are finishing school, vacations are starting, inventory is starting to come up a little bit but and people want to be in their lot. new house by september if they have kids that are switching schools so yeah. now is actually a busy time i feel like the spring market has held on and been a true spring market i think it's held on a little longer than it normally would have it has been i mean we've seen you know i talked about pockety before like we've seen in our listings the last little while and then working with some of the buyers like especially okay if we look at the listings we've had yeah. like you know we've had We've had a couple of the last few months. One, no, two were in multiple offers. One was ridiculous. One was more normal. Yeah. And then the third one, we didn't get multiple offers, but it was because of the state of that market. And right. And what I mean so by that is... It, this was in the Kitchener-Waterloo er- area. Yeah. And if you priced... So here's the thing. Houses in certain areas, and I believe almost all areas except for uh, Greater Toronto... Um, and I, I'm not saying North because we don't really do, we haven't done Barry for a while. Um, a but, bit, but, but we are seeing Barry, somebody on our team. Anyway, what I'm saying is I do think if you're priced right correctly and you hold offers in the certain spots, in yes. certain spots, especially the, the, the Waterloo region, it seems like that is 
we had a couple, we had one in Kitchener specifically and one in Cambridge. And the one in Kitchener, we sort of priced right where we wanted to actually sell. I At mean, what we felt market value was. Now, yeah. we all know market value is what a buyer is willing pay. to pay for Absolutely. the property. Yeah. So, you know. But then it was funny because everyone thought that we wanted like fifty to $100,000 more. Everybody did. This property was around the $700,000 price point. Like that's if you're wondering what we're talking about here. So it's like everyone thought that we wanted almost like seven fifty eight hundred. They didn't believe that what we listed at was what I actually wanted. And this was something that was very common in more of the frenzy, especially over the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic. But then it sort of went away last fall. And then now it, it has come back and we've seen it that in that one there, like people again everyone thought now we ended up getting the price that we wanted that the client wanted so that was a good and ended up being a good outcome but we had to fight through a lot of people both realtors and people when we were at our open house we had a price at a certain price point and they were like well what do you really want and we're like no this is actually what we really want and um it was a little bit eye-opening because no one believed us yeah it's true people didn't believe us and then we had another one in Brantford and we held it and it wasn't in the highest end of locations this in is the starter market. Of yeah, starter yeah. market. It was a nice, and we it priced was nice it well. Yeah. And we had tons of showings. Open house was so busy. Yeah. And we held offers. We got over asking. Um, but I I honestly thought we would have got more offers on it just because of all the traffic through the house. For sure. Yeah. And that one was, I mean, it was, again, we got a good price on it for what it was. The client made money and everything was great on that. But we did think we were going to get a little more. And then we had one in Cambridge. This was just a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And it went, it was ridiculous. It like, was pandemonium. We had absolute pandemonium. We listed, so we listed what we expected was probably a little bit under under market value. Because that's, again, it was important for us to to follow that because people were expecting that in that specific area, in that specific segment of the market. So we used that knowledge. They were expecting you to hold offers. Yeah. And to price a little bit low. Right. And so we didn't price crazy low um, for what we thought was market value. We did our homework on presenting the house very, very well. Like we do all our houses that are presented very well. We do. Um, we this went in one there. needed we, work. Yeah, we went in there. I mean, we hired cleaners. We had cleaners in there for... It was a vacant house. We had cleaners in there for six hours. We pressure washed. We got the pressure washer guy out, did all the outside, made the back patio look really great pressure washed out the front of the house the steps and everything like that the the pat the uh what do you call it the porch the porch the back patio yeah and then um and the client had done work previous to um once the tenant moved out the client did some work got it painted replaced the flooring kind of updated the kitchen a little bit updated the bathroom upstairs put in a double vanity um and so and and he did the upstairs windows not the downstairs but he did the upstairs windows right and then we staged it and Remember we staged that. it and yeah. the staging did a, they did a really good job as well. They shout really, out, really shout out to, I can't remember her name. Haley is her name. Okay. But that's not the name of her business. Before the end of this podcast. Shout I'll out Haley. <laughs> anyway, anyway you, her you staging was, was great. Yeah. The house was presented well. The photographer, Amira has always did. Oh, Amira didn't do these pictures. Sorry, Amir. Visual advantage in Kitchener. Okay. They were great. Or well, in Waterloo region area. Anyway, the photography was great. So Rose Hill Interiors. That's who Haley, Haley is. Shout she out Rose Hill staging. Interiors yes. for your fantastic staging job. She did that. Anyway, so we listed on a Thursday, held offers till two no, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 
can't remember now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Tuesday or Tuesday Wednesday. evening. Tuesday evening. We had 82 showings. And we had an open house that I literally had to go inside <laughs> and stop people from coming in. Because JP there were so many people JP had to be there. the doorman. Like, and it was ridiculous. And All our we, pamphlets were yeah. gone within the first hour. Yeah. We knew it was going to be, like, we knew we had a lot of interest. But that was just very, very eye-opening. And we were in a specific segment of that market. I'm not saying every house is going to get that many offers and that many or that many showings and all that kind of stuff, that much action. The showings were unreal. There was yeah. almost 100 showings, 80-something. 80 80, yeah, it was 82, I think. 82 but showings in, in well, less Friday, than a week. Saturday, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Crazy. And then... And then it ended up selling for like a hundred thousand, over a hundred thousand over asking price, which was way more than what we thought. Three it was bedroom, going to be. three bedroom, three plus one. The basement was finished, but it was yeah. Three plus it one. It needed some TLC in the basement. Two, well, one and a half washrooms, main floor powder room, and unit and town. Then, um, oh, sorry, no, no, two wash, two and a half washrooms. There's a washroom in the basement, shower. Yeah, and unit town, and yeah. it was everybody wanted one, and everybody's saying. So, any of you listening, if you want us to list your Cambridge property, they, we got buyers because we, we got do. so yeah, many buyers, so many buyers from doing this open house. Everybody's telling, asking us to look for houses for them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, and what the the key or one of the keys for that one was we listed on both the local real estate board and also the Toronto real estate board because. That got because we had a lot of people coming from outside of the Waterloo region. So a lot of Milton and Mississauga coming from Milton, Mississauga. Definitely looking at because again, we were literally right at the next stop on the highway from Milton. So we had to get a mix of. And in Milton, that house would have been 900,000. Well, eight to nine. At least, yeah. So anyway, it worked out well, but that's we're just again, sort of we're seeing very, very pockety areas. Things are starting to sell. Uh, you know, farms that have been on the market for a while are starting to sell. Yep. I've noticed that. Um, how In Waterdown, houses are selling pretty quickly. They are. I'm looking with someone specifically for multi-unit right now. And uh, so we're looking mainly in the Niagara area. We have gone into Brantford, things like that. And we're not seeing things sell in multiple offers over asking, like everything like that. But we are seeing things sell relatively quickly, which to relatively quickly, just for reference, I'm talking like two to three weeks. For multi-units, that's quick. Yeah. So that's what we're we're sort of seeing. And it's, I mean, that's just sort of what's going on out there. It's very, again, very, very pockety. And it just depends on what segment of the market you're in, what strategy you're using. So whether you're an investor looking for a multi-unit or whether you're just your own, um, you know, primary residence you're selling or if it's investment property you're selling, whatever it is. Um, or as you said, too, in the, in the farms. Yeah. Rural uh, properties, area, rural farm properties. properties. Are selling they're selling i mean and this is normal because when the snow starts to clear the weather gets nice you can see how nice the properties are so they start to become more in high demand um oh. but yeah and so jp we were talking a little bit this morning in our meeting about uh different strategies when it comes to investing and what would you say right now with the current say economic climate uh yeah. would be i mean i guess it depends on what the goals are for the investor Right. I mean, when we're when we're talking to any investor, I mean, we're really looking at matching up whatever their goals are. 
So we always ask people like it's it's like a consulting almost like we're asking people, what are your goals short and long term? Right. And give me an example. I think I know I've mentioned this lots of times before, but it's like, you know, my short term goals are like a yearly golf trip with my buddies. I like to go on that. I never want to let money be in the way of, of stopping me from going on it. Where obviously Jennifer and I have some longer term goals. We've talked before and we've showed you stuff about like, you know, maybe buying a place in Cabo San Lucas for that we can go in the winters, go, you know, and and stay there. So we're not in the cold or whatever it is. But, you know, and then some of our investors, it can be, you know, buying maybe properties for their children. So they have a place to literally they have their own place to live. So they're not renting or something like that or school or whatever. Or nest egg for retirement, something like that. We do have that, too. A lot of people, they're buying their house that they're going to downsize into. They're buying it now. They're buying, they're going to let it run for 10 years as a rental property and then change it over. And I mean, all these different things. But basically what we do is with the strategy on the real estate side is we figure out these goals and then we figure out what strategy of real estate works best to support those goals. So if it's something that's really, really high cash flow intensive, really, really high, that's going to be more of a bigger multi-unit or student rentals. That's right now where the so, higher end cash flows are coming we're, from. While we're talking quickly about student rentals, something a lot of I'm running into a lot of my uh, first time investors and, and even some investors that have never dabbled in the student rentals before, they don't realize that the student rentals um, is a different pre-approval process or you have to, you have to let your mortgage broker know that you would like to look at student rentals. Yeah, absolutely. Just because there's less lenders that, that deal with it. So sometimes there's different down payment amounts. Sometimes there's just different options or less options than you have if you're buying like a single family home or a multi, like even a smaller multi-unit. And when I mean smaller multi-unit, I mean something like five units and under, because that will fall under residential financing pretty much all the time. Yeah. And I'm running into that a lot. And, and that's because yes, student rentals are a fantastic thing. Um, but you have to get pre-approved for, especially for a student rental. Yep. No, for sure. And then also the, what we've seen some other clients doing where they're forcing appreciation on properties. So maybe they're buying that bungalow property where they're going to put in the legal second suite in the basement, and then they're going to put in a garden suite in the back. And, uh, or if it's on a corner lot, they're going to put in, change the garage, make that a corner and make that a, um, a garden suite because now they're taking a single house, which on, if you just rented out the house on its own would probably rent for around, you know, 2,600 bucks. But now if you put in the, the legal basement suite, you make the upstairs really nice. The downstairs really nice. Now you're probably looking between, I'm talking like, this is like Hamilton Niagara sort of pricing, but 1800 to 2200 for the basement. And then you're looking upstairs like 24, 25 to 26 on the high end for an upstairs unit. And then now you're putting in a garden suite out back. And if you're doing something, if you go over the top on a garden suite, if you build from scratch, you have to go it. We heard some numbers today. There was around the 300,000 mark to build it. 53, yeah. yeah. And now that's high end. For a two bedroom. Yeah. Two bedroom one. If you Top can, of the line. If like. you can get away with maybe there's an existing garage on the property so you can use that structure, you probably cut your construction cost in around half for that. Um, and now that's adding another, again, 1800 bucks to 2000 bucks a month on that property. So instead of now maybe a single family home where it's going to rent out for 2600 bucks without you doing any work, someone now is adding in that legal basement suite plus upstairs. So now they're looking at about maybe 45 to 4600 bucks for the house plus the garden suite, another 2000 bucks. You know, you're looking at around over $6,000 from one house now. And, and that's something that we're seeing people, yeah. you know, some people want to buy and hold and then do this in the future. And then some people, we have one client, he bought it and this is the project got started immediately when he took possession. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's other ways. And we've other other people that are buying that single family home 
just letting it run for a little while. And then in the future, say five years down the road, then they're going to refinance that home and then put in the basement suite to get some more mm-hmm. extra income out of it or do that garden suite out back or whatever it is. Um, and there's so many different strategies. Um, yeah. And it all kind of rolls back to your goals and what you want out of it and what you can handle because some people can't handle a triplex and they don't want to um, forsake their say, their cash flow by paying property manager, but they don't want to deal with the tenants either. So that's also a factor. No, absolutely it is. And we had a good, you know, property manager, we had a sort of a, we had a quote today from we met with some property managers today just in our meeting and you know they're looking at about nine percent a month for the property management on the side of things now that's a higher end property manager where they are reliable they are someone that you can trust they are someone that's going to take care of everything they're not going anywhere they're an established company all that kind of good stuff so i mean that's sort of what you're looking at you're not going to get much less than that you might get some that are in the eight to seven percent some do it a flat fee um But again, it's just that's sort of what you're looking at if you want to be hands off. That's the one nice thing about real estate. You can be sort of involved as you want. You can take on as many projects as you want or you can be completely hands off. It depends. It's really like an a la carte menu. And we have clients everywhere from literally, you know, bought a place without seeing it. We rented it out for them. We sold it for them all (laughs) in the, you know, the span of like four years. They made money and they literally never visited the property all the way to people that are buying that property. And now are, as we talked about, right, putting in the basement suite plus redoing the upstairs plus putting in the garden suite. They're running the entire project and it's probably like a, you know, that whole project that I'm talking about now is probably going to be about a 12 month project to the whole thing. Yeah. And something else uh, I think to remember is uh, location. So sometimes if you hear the listings that we've had recently, they've been sort of golden horseshoe area. I guess that's what you call golden, golden triangle. Golden Triangle is the Kitchener, Waterloo, yeah, Kitchen, Waterloo, Cambridge area. So, Golden Horseshoe is going to be, you know, you got the, the GTA into the Hamilton area. So you got the Greater Toronto Hamilton area. Yeah. And Niagara. so we do work <laughs> while well, JP has a condo listing in Toronto coming up. And, yeah. but I think sometimes when we push, so for instance, Niagara is super hot right now with investors. Yeah, absolutely. And it's mainly because the price points and rent are making sense. It's not because we don't work in any other locations. It's because the price points make sense for pretty much every investor out there. I mean, if you just look in the last month where we've been, right? We've been to Scarborough, we've been downtown Toronto, been over across into um, uh, Richmond Hill. Those are all condo things that we've been looking at. And then we've been into Brantford, obviously, Kitchener, um, Cambridge specifically, and then a lot, all the Niagara cities. So Niagara Falls, St. Catharines, Thorold, Welland, Port Colborne, Fort Erie. That's, you know, basically, and Hamilton. That's where we've been driving the last, yeah. literally in the last month, we've been in all those cities with either with investors or with people doing, dealing with their primary residences. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've been doing, so you have, you've had two, two, had some two rural properties rural on top properties, of that. A couple of rural properties I've done, but, yeah. but I guess my point is I think sometimes when we push not push investors, but we say to investors, okay, so with this budget at this price point for to make money sense, we should go to Niagara. That's right. because that's not because Burlington is not a good spot, but Burlington is really not going to make a lot of sense at for an investor certain at a certain point, point unless yeah. you want to go and spend a million, one, three, one, six. Right. You can get great, you know, multi-units downtown Burlington. But yeah, you're now in the million and a half mark or something like that, right? Yeah. And that's just what it is. 
that's what it's going to be. You're going to be a million bucks or whatever. But if you want to spend $700,000, you know, Burlington, Oakville are not going to be your, it's just not going to be possible. That's not where you're going to be. You're not going to be Mississauga. Yeah. You're not going to be in Bramford or Brampton. I mean, we live in Waterdown, which is basically the top of the hill in Burlington. So we're well versed in what goes on in Burlington. Our office is in Oakville. Yeah. We have clients in Oakville. We do work in Oakville. It's just, um, that's the reason why we don't send investors there is because it doesn't make sense. For what many for what, people are for are want. looking for. Yeah. yeah. Not for everybody, obviously, but and for the majority. It just comes down to the budget. And it's not necessarily that people can't afford to buy something in that, you know, that million plus whatever market. But it's a lot of people that if they want the option to, to qualify for multiple properties going down, and that's where working with a mortgage broker understands who understands working with investors is important is that they want to be in those a little bit lower price point. They're not going to be at the million and a half for every price, you know, for every one. They're looking to be, maybe they're looking at getting two properties in the seven. Well, you explain that really well when you talk about how, when you were, um, it's your, it's your shtick story that you tell everybody when you were first getting, and when when you hear these price points, everyone, you're going to die. Like the first time I ever got a pre-approved, right? It was like, well, if you could get two homes, if you went over $300,000, but if you, you could get three homes, if I stayed at 250 or under, right? And that's important. That's something that I needed to know at the beginning because it set me up for the options going forward. It's not necessarily immense that I was going to rush out and buy three homes, but I wanted the option to be there. So that was important information for me to know. So, and, and that's another point. Sorry, I just cut you off. Probably not the first time. It won't be the last. <laughs> true. But that's another not. point is be honest with your mortgage broker. Yeah, oh, they absolutely. can help you. It's like be honest with your lawyer, be honest with your mortgage broker, be honest with your real estate agent, because we're all professionals and we can't help you if you don't tell us what your what your goals are. Right. And you also do need to take some initiative too with these things like we can help you and we will be taking you out and we will be giving you the information. But it's, you know, nothing comes for for free or for nothing. And what I mean by that is like, you're going to have to get out. You're going to have to go look at properties. You're going to have to make the time because you can't sit at a computer screen and make decisions and make decisions on properties and all that kind of stuff. You've got to put in the legwork and get out and actually get on the streets. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I know it sounds like we just took you all to school. Well, school's almost out. (laughs) Our next one would be like, maybe we'll do it on a... I don't know when I've had much uh, my Yeti's full with some be- delicious. JP wants to do it while we're sitting outside in the backyard. Yes. He just didn't. He just looked at me and he didn't want to yes. say it because he thought I would think it was a bad idea. Well, because as soon as a mosquito flies by, then you're like, oh, my gosh, go find a pool to sit by. Oh, let's do it that way. Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> I think we should stop this. OK, well, so this is, I guess, our spring summer update, what we're seeing going on, what's happening yeah. investor wise, what's happening with uh, residential properties. Um, you know, people, not a lot of inventory things are selling quickly. If you're thinking of making a move, you sort of got to think fast. You have to, you know, well, we want you to be sure there's not a a lot of time to sort of dilly dally because we both feel that if there is another rate hike, sort of things are going to slow down maybe a little bit. We're not sure we could be wrong. We've been wrong before. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to tell, right? Where it's, it's very right now we're heading into a time where we've got some record immigration numbers coming in that not necessarily means that that's going to push housing prices up, but that's just something there's more demand coming in. We don't know what, you know, if you're looking at selling, it's probably a good time to get in. Maybe if the 
rate hikes do come a little more the uh, things you, you don't really and i don't, don't think know. it's just because the rate hike too i think especially single family homes it's also because many people want to be in their new home before the school year starts if it's a well, family absolutely i think that's a big thing too and so that's why we're seeing uh especially uh in neighborhoods like subdivision neighborhoods uh we're seeing things sell yep. quite quickly if they're priced right but that's something that if you're priced right has always been a factor it's true. And something Since else. Since I started real estate, yeah. price one, right a house will sell. Yeah. And one of the classes that I teach for Rockstar Real Estate, like it's, there's a, there's a, something that I've talked about it and I've literally been saying it for 15 years and it's not timing the market, it's time in the market. And that's where you're really, from an investor side of it, that's where you're really creating some long-term wealth is where you're buying something and you're holding on for dear life and you are holding on to that home for a long run because that is where the real power comes from is long-term long-term investing and holding good quality solid properties for the long run well we're already already seeing it right like in the future having uh real estate is going to be you know not yeah, very it's gonna po- be much more common. not a it's lot not of people be as common. yeah yeah for sure. yeah so anyway we can't do these podcasts. I have not had a drop of alcohol because I'm well, trying to stay clean. And I find that like I'm just not as quick today. Well, it's all right. I mean, it's later in the day. I mean, not that I need alcohol Archie's to have fun. Feet. He's done. Archie's sleeping at our feet. So he's all done for the day. He wants to go Archie to had a run in. So JP but. has um, a golfing, like a putting green in his office. And... Um, I was... It's not that big an office. Like It's, just, <laughs> it's like not like little, a full like, green. It's like a strip. Yeah. But uh, I was putting and the dog ran after the putter and then he cried and he, I did not hit him. He ran after the putter and grabbed it. And so then uh, I think we've told you our dog is a rescue. So yeah. he's sulking. Well, he started sulking, him. but now he's sleeping at our feet. So he's all yeah. good. Yeah. Then, But it was a little traumatic for him at first because I think he scared himself. But um, okay, JP. He was probably upset because you're such a bad putter. But I actually think I've done the math and I hit five out of every seven shots. <laughs> That's like wor- half of a quarter. You're the worst at math. <laughs> anyway. All right. Anywhere and have a great evening, day, morning, wherever you're reading this. Okay. We'll Thanks for listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you'd like to find out more, contact us. Please just go to our website, www.huntgrouprealestate.ca.